More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five Democratic alternatives if President Biden exits the 2024 race. It's not just the fact that Democrats are really concerned now about Biden's age and they're concerned about his incompetency. They're concerned about the, 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 the rambling. But now they're trying to figure out what's next. There was two things that happened that are very telling. One, there's an actual article that came out. Now, this came out, and I'm going to read part of it to you in a moment. But it also is coming out the same time where many in the media are starting to talk about what does it look like if we do kick Joe Biden to the curb? Sonny Hostin, who is basically nothing more than a press secretary for Kamala Harris, she said this on The View as well. Listen. I just, I, you know what, what kind of uh, is still strange to me? Why is Kamala so dangerous? Right? That's Why do you think she's I don't so dangerous? Know, Whoopi. That's kind of offensive to me. And the other thing is she's unprepared. Kamala Harris, uh, by the way, was the first woman elected DA of San Francisco, the first woman to be attorney general of California. She's the first female vice president. She's been on the job doing a damn good job. And I am so tired of people questioning her qualifications. The woman is ready to lead if she be, if she needs to lead. But I don't think Joe Biden's going anywhere because I see him on his bike in Delaware. I can't bike that much. And I mean, he's 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 fit. And let's compare the Republican candidate who eats cheeseburgers and throws spaghetti at the wall. I mean, is, is he prepared and has indicted four jurisdictions, people? Yeah. Now, you couldn't see what I was watching when that happened on TV, but this was clearly a pre-planned segment. Uh, it, it was obvious that this was pre-planned because Sonny kept looking down at her notes. She had notes that she clearly had prepared to make the argument for which you just heard. And this was not an organic conversation. This was not a, you know, it's interesting you brought X, Y, and Z up, and I really want to talk about this. To be clear, this was 100% deliberately done on purpose. This was something they made a conversation about, I'm sure, in the back room before the show. And they're like, hey, I want to go into, you know, Joe Biden will defend him. But then also let's float this idea about about Kamala Harris and let's defend her. And she's like, all right, staff, get me some talking points here. I need some good talking points for for her because she was looking down the entire time that she was doing the analogies about her career and the accolades. She didn't know any of that stuff from heart. 
This was all scripted TV. And, and while this is happening, while they're floating this idea that, okay, maybe we get rid of Joe Biden, maybe it's time to say goodbye to Joe Biden, like maybe this is the end of the road for him, there was another op-ed that also came out over the weekend. And this is how you know that the Democratic Party is really starting to float this real quick to see if they can get their act together and could they even have a chance to replace Joe Biden if they need to? And would that be with Kamala Harris? Who else would that be with, right? Like, like who, who else would it be? This is the op-ed that came out over the weekend. Hunter Biden could hand Donald Trump the keys to the White House. Poor America. It may soon be easier to list the figures in American public life who are not under indictment than those who are. Most famously, the article writes... Former President Donald Trump is under four indictments ranging from hush money payments to election interference. The most recent indictment from the Fulton County relates to alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election results in the state of Georgia. Trump was charged along with 18 others. Despite all this and more, the former president remains the front runner to be the Republican nominee for the 2020, 2024 election. That he will have to be on the campaign trail only when he is not in the courtroom is a suboptimal situation for his party, to say the least. So they're even admitting now in these articles that this is uh, a straight up election interference. They have charged the president, former President Trump, with crimes because they know that that will then mean that he cannot be on the campaign trail. He'll be stuck in a courtroom defending himself, making sure he doesn't go to prison for the rest of his life over these bogus charges. They're saying this to you. They're, they're, they're putting it in writing now. Quote, but this week we learned that the grand jury in Georgia also looked into indicting 39 other people including former senators and two sitting senators, among them senior Republican leader Lindsey Graham. The fact that the grand jury even thought of this is extraordinary, given Graham's only crime was to question the integrity of mail-in ballots, something which many people did in 2020 because the unprecedented number of these ballots during a COVID election. Besides which, Democrats have often complained about election interference whenever it suited them. Senator Grant ended up being one of the most important figures of the Republican Party to stand against Donald Trump's claims of a stolen election. And after all this, a grand jury wanted to indict him, the article reads. Whenever anyone notes, as I just have, that despite all this, Trump remains the frontrunner, a question logically always follows. How the hell? It seems inconceivable to many outside of America that a candidate could not just be running for office, but leading their party race by the highest possible margins under such circumstances. What has gone wrong with the place? Referring to America, the author writes. The answer is that the indictments are actually helping Trump. When Democrats see the former president's mugshot, as they recently got to do, perhaps they equal some delight in their ultimate fantasy that it might finally be coming true. Trump behind bars. But the other half of the country reacts differently. Certainly there are many Republican voters who believe that the party needs to move beyond Trump. But Republican voters in general do not believe that Trump has been treated fairly. And that is correct. They see Trump, as he sees himself, as the victim of a political witch hunt. As the indictments build up, the support for Trump among the GOP base has actually solidified and also gone up. 
Many Americans on both sides of the aisle simply no longer believe that Lady Justice is blind. They believe the legal system, like almost every other institution in this country, is woefully politicized and that it has become a political weapon of choice, a weapon currently being used to take out the former president and prevent him from running in 2024. Of all the things that presently persuade Republican voters is this fact. The sorest point of contention remains a subject of Hunter Biden, the current president's son. To many Americans, as well as those outside of America, the case of Hunter Biden is background noise. This is perhaps because in 2020, when the New York Post obtained and then published some of the contents of Hunter Biden's purported laptop, the country's oldest newspaper had its social media account throttled. What many including one former acting director of the CIA, will view as a concerted campaign of disinformation, was then coordinated by now Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and more than 50 former intelligence agents, along with Twitter, Facebook, and parts of the media and others in America elite. They contributed to the effective suppression and discrediting of the Post story. Even today, many intelligence, well-informed Democratic voters can remain totally ignorant about the contents of the laptop for this reason. Some have a vague idea that there was were embarrassing photographs on the laptop. But because there has been such a blackout of the story, few are as fully versed as Republican voters about why the laptop is actually so important. The reason is that its contents allegedly show Hunter Biden engaged in multiple influence peddling operations. In other words, profiting from his connections to receive vast payments from among other countries, including China and Ukraine. Now, I read you this so that you understand something's happening right now. Democrats are concerned that Joe Biden may actually lose. Democrats are concerned about his cognitive decline. Democrats are concerned about the embarrassment of him being on stage and then his own staff shutting his microphone off and playing him off that stage. They're concerned about his screw-ups, even on the anniversary of 9-11. And they're certainly concerned about Kamala Harris being the heir apparent to the throne. They don't like her either, just so you know. So what does this mean? It means they're now talking and floating and looking at these other ideas of other candidates. And that's why you're going to start seeing more and more of these articles that are going to be written. And people are going to be throwing more names out there in the coming days and weeks. Because Democrats are now truly afraid they may actually lose to Donald Trump. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Ben Ferguson here. And on my bucket list, I've always wanted to go to the Holy Land, Israel. Well, we've decided to do a trip. You can come and join me and other listeners from around the country as we get to go to Israel, the cradle of Judaism, Christianity, and many of the principles that we hold dear as Americans. You're going to visit famous sites like the Armageddon Battlefield, Nazareth, Jericho, Jerusalem. And you're also going to step in the footsteps of the biblical figures like King David and Jesus Christ. I'm going to meet you in Jerusalem and you can experience the city's great sites like the Western Wall, the Temple Mount. Go online right now and sign up or find out more about this incredible bucket list experience. ChristianExpedition.com slash Ben. That's ChristianExpedition.com slash Ben or call 877-234-3002. 877-234-3002 or ChristianExpedition.com slash Ben. Now, there are legitimate questions now about the president not being at these things. And maybe is that the White House protecting him because he's so awkward now and he can't stay focused. He can't keep his train of thought. A great example of this is the White House actually turned off Joe Biden's microphone after multiple gaffes. And then he started rambling during a press conference over in Asia. Listen carefully to the president. You'll hear them actually turn his mic off and then in essence play him off the stage by overriding his mic by telling the people the press conference is over while the president is still talking. We talked about we talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the uh, excuse me, third world, the uh, the the uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change it had access we, it wasn't confrontational at all you came thank, thank you everybody this ends the count press thank conference you. thanks everyone thank you thank you and there's your music People are yelling at him. And, and, and then he yells back at him. And his mic's been turned off. And then he slowly walks off the stage to that elevator music. That's your president of the United States of America in Hanoi. The president of the United States of America can't even do his own press conference without his own team shutting it down. Now, this is not a, a, a moment that, that, by the way, the media is acting like it didn't happen. Even CNN covered it this weekend. They were in shock by this when they couldn't believe, and they referred to it as, quote, an awkward moment. For President Biden's trip to the G20 in India to meet with global leaders and a visit to Vietnam to discuss a new strategic partnership, Biden spoke at a press conference in Vietnam on Sunday, and it ended a, a little abruptly. It wasn't confrontational at all. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends the count press conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, I love how CNN says it ended a little uh, awkwardly. It ended a little abruptly in Vietnam. Yeah, you think? And look, maybe that's the reason why the president of the United States of America, they just pulled the plug on everything that deals with 9-11, because why would you why would you want to have this guy there? If he can't even handle his own press conference in Hanoi, it's very clear now that the president's cognitive decline is going to be a campaign issue. And, and how do I know this? I'll tell you, th- th- this is the other reason. Ana Navarro in The View, they went into full White House uh, pit bull attack mode on The View, defending Joe Biden. And, and this is when you know things are starting to get bad, because even The View, after she said this, went into also starting to protect Kamala Harris in case she somehow gets the job. Listen to Ana Navarro, though, claiming Joe Biden's age is, is a non-issue, which is clearly not what the polls are now saying. Like, it just felt like they had come together on messaging, and we haven't seen that quite yet. Well, look, I think this is, um, this is what Republicans have against Biden, because this administration has really gotten a ton of very difficult bipartisan legislation through in a divided Congress with a very difficult Senate makeup of 50-50. Bipartisan infrastructure bill, bipartisan Safe Communities Act, first major gun legislation in decades, U.S. Innovation and Competition Act, bipartisan climate, health care, and tax package, fiscal responsibility act, and the list is long. So what do they need to focus on? They need to focus on the undeniable. Joe Biden is old, and that's a narrative that's been created to cause panic in yes. people. And then, so what's the second part of that narrative? Joe Biden is old, and Kamala Harris is unprepared. Now, let, and let's go on with the rest of that, because, you know, there's well, another part to yeah, that. Yeah, OK. Joe Biden is old, yes. but he ain't dying anytime soon. I don't know if you guys saw him this weekend. He was at the G20. One moment I turned on the TV. He was in India. Then I turned on the TV. He was in Vietnam. Then I turned on the TV. He was giving a press conference. Yes. And then at the end of being up for like 24 hours working in a completely different part of the world, he said, you know what? I got to go to bed. Well, Republicans were all pouncing on the fact that the man who'd been up for 38 hours <laughs> Yeah. Had to, I had to go to bed just watching him on TV. I just, I, you know what? I, I mean, this is amazing. I, I had to go to bed just watching on TV. By the way, if you look at his actual schedule, it was not that hard of a trip. They had more than enough time for him to sleep in the schedule. And they're sitting there. And they're like, well, you don't understand. He's, we saw him in different places around the world. I, I've slept in between going to different countries. I've done it quite a few times in my life. That's not an accomplishment. The fact that they're acting like that is now some sort of accomplishment tells you everything you need to know about these idiots. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. It would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I want to get to this other story that I also think is very important, and it connects back to the corruption of the Biden family and how the Democratic machine is, is fighting back right now. You, you may have also seen this headline. We've now learned that Georgia's special grand jury recommended charges against Senator Lindsey Graham, David Perdue, and Kelly Loeffler, among a hell of a lot of others. This Georgia special grand jury, which was nothing more than a political witch hunt, a hit list, an enemies list, right, decided, yeah, we should start locking up people in the Senate and Congress and hell anywhere else. They went after Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, David Perdue, and Kelly Loeffler, Special grand jury panel report released Friday shows that the recommended charges were in connection with former President Donald Trump's August the 14th indictment by the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis for allegedly attempting to challenge the 2020 presidential election results. Now, the reason why I think the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis didn't charge them is because she understood that would be too much for people to bite off. But when you hate Donald Trump, you can get away with it. The special jury panel and the 28-page report that was released revealed that the panel recommended indictments not only against Graham, Purdue, and Loeffler, along with former Trump National Security Advisor Michael Flynn and Boris Epstein, a Trump advisor. The Georgia special grand jury's four-person who became notorious for her multiple media appearances, including an interview on CNN where she laughed about bringing down the former president. Willis indicted nearly 20 people, but excluded Graham, Loeffler, Purdue, Flynn, and Epstein. Among those indicted were former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, Sidney Powell. Many of them were charged on state racketeering charges. As you know, Trump faces 13 counts and was charged with 18 other lawyers, aides, and supporters facing 41 counts collectively. Lindsey Graham, United States Senator, was asked today about this. Like, I'm sure he didn't know about it until this came out. It's like, wait, what? I was going to be charged? Listen to what he said. What do you think of the report being released today, its contents, and what the recommendation was from the special grand jury? You know, I have... uh... I'm very worried about the country right now. I was the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. This election was contested in courts in multiple states. I had to explain to the people of South Carolina my vote. Had to decide whether or not to have a hearing about the allegations in Georgia and other places. Uh, I called around different states, including Georgia. As a sitting United States Senator, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, I eventually certified the election in all states, including Georgia. I didn't find any evidence of mass voter fraud, but I did have concerns about the mail-in ballot systems in Georgia and other places. 
this is troubling for the country. We can't criminalize senators doing their job when they have a constitutional requirement to fulfill. It would be irresponsible for me, in my opinion, as chairman of the committee, not to try to find out what happened. It would be irresponsible for me to tell the voters of South Carolina what I did without actually trying to find out what the right answer was. So we're opening up Pandora's box here. Fulton County is one of the most liberal jurisdictions in the country. I fear this will spread, that the next election, Democrats may be on the other side of this. So at the end of the day, nothing happened. What I did was consistent with my job as being United States Senator, Chairman of the Judiciary Committee, but it was just not me. Three United States Senators were opening up Pandora's box. I think the system in this country is getting off the rails, and we have to be careful not to use the legal system. It is getting off the rails. I think he's absolutely right. But this is not all the people that were, by the way, on the list that they were coming after. Let me let you hear what CNN said about who the grand jury wanted to charge, because it was more than just senators. Today on Inside Politics, 39 names. I'm Dana Bash in Washington. The Fulton County Special Grand Jury Report is out, and it begs a lot of questions. The biggest one is this. Why did District Attorney Bonnie Willis decide not to prosecute key political figures despite getting a go-ahead from a special grand jury. The names in this report read like a who's who of Donald Trump's orbit. Some who were indicted as part of the criminal conspiracy are Rudy Giuliani, Mark Meadows, and John Eastman. Now we are learning some of who were not. Cleta Mitchell, Burt Jones, who's Georgia's lieutenant governor now, longtime Trump aide and sometimes attorney Boris Epstein, former Trump national security advisor Michael Flynn, and some who serve and also served in the past in the United States Senate. Lindsey Graham, David Perdue, and Kelly Leffler, those last two, of course, of Georgia. CNN's Sarah Murray has been closely looking over this newly released report. Sarah, what are you seeing? Well, Dana, obviously the special grand jury felt that very many people deserve to be indicted after they heard months of evidence and heard from 75 witnesses. Again, this is not the grand jury that issued the indictments in this case. This was a grand jury whose job was to investigate, and they ultimately felt that 39 people should be indicted. Now, the district attorney did not just take that list and take it to a regular grand jury. What prosecutors did is they went through this name by name and they tried to determine, do the facts support a case against this person? Do we believe that we could put this before the regular grand jury, get an indictment, and that we have the evidence to be able to take this person to trial and to succeed? And ultimately, you see a lot of these names fall away. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis ended up indicting 19 individuals. 18 of them, including, of course, former President Donald Trump, were recommended to be indicted by the special purpose grand jury. There was another one who does not show up in that report, Mike Roman, who the district attorney ultimately decided to bring charges against. But I think what you're seeing is the difference between, you know, what normal folks, again, just regular people who served on a special purpose grand jury found offensive and thought maybe illegal versus what prosecutors felt they could actually prove and bring to trial, Dana. This was a list of just, we want to lock up everybody that's a conservative, including the lieutenant governor of the state, Because they were around Donald Trump. This was an enemies list. That's all it was. It was an enemies list. And this enemies list was long. And it was 
well thought out. Now, I, I do believe that the prosecutor even understood, I can't go that far. Like, I can't start just locking up everybody or trying to lock up everybody. She did a hell of a lot of them, by the way. She went after those that were very close to Donald Trump at the top. But at the end of the day, what it was really about, what it really seemed to be about, was just saying, all right, everyone that's around Donald Trump, screw them. Ruin their life. Right? Like, I mean, I mean, seriously, just screw them. Ruin their life and get rid of them. Lock them up and put them in prison because they should have known better. They should have known better than to hang out with Donald Trump. And now we're going to punish them for being a conservative, for supporting Trump, for advocating for Trump, for being a part of Donald Trump's, uh, you know, you know, you know, world. And by the way, this is exactly what they're hoping is going to happen. Exactly what they hope is going to happen this time with Donald Trump. The good men and women are going to be too afraid to be around him, to support him, to advise him, to talk to him, to work to him. And I can tell you it's real. I know people that have turned down the opportunity to, to, to work with Donald Trump because they're too afraid of the legal liability and being in the situation that I just described. I mean, I mean, think about Lindsey Graham. What the hell did Lindsey Graham do? Nothing, except for be a Trump supporter at that moment in time. They're like, yeah, screw him. All right, how many other senators were around him? Okay, well, they were too. They had conversations. All right, fine. Screw them too, right? I, 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 let's just indict everybody. And now what we understand is these grand juries, you go to the right place, And you get the right liberals, you get the right communists, they'll indict people and then they'll go on TV and they'll talk about it. I played, you may remember, I played this psycho young girl who's like, I I just love the idea of of, of swearing in you, you, President Donald J. Trump. And she like is fantasizing about it. She was talking in her interviews, like fantasizing about wanting to put Trump in jail and to stick him before, you know, to swear him in. That's how psycho these people are. Never forget that. Make sure you share this podcast, please, with your family and friends. Write us a five-star review as well. It helps us reach more people. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.